Well, hello again. I can't believe it's been nearly three months since my life began to rock a little. But I am back and I'm happy to be here. So let's start this out right. Good morning and welcome to the Pointing Toward Hope podcast. I am Wendy Bertinoli and this is episode 32. I have to say that sometimes when I think I've got it all figured out, God steps in and says, no, I have something else in store for you. And when that happens, I am almost always caught a little off guard by it, as most of us usually are. Back in April, when I was posting daily, I was on a great run. I was so prepared, things seemed to be flowing freely, and I was doing so well with the blog and the podcast that I was able to stay a week ahead, which I thought was fabulous. Until that last week, I had completed three podcasts for the next week, but for some reason, they just didn't feel quite right. I didn't feel good about them, and so I decided not to post them and see if something else came to mind that felt right. Nothing ever did. But I am so glad that I didn't delete them because now is definitely the time the Lord intended for them to be heard or read. I'm not exactly sure why. I have just learned to trust God that He is in the details and His plan is always better than mine. I have said so many times that I feel like a lot of this process of doing the podcast and writing the posts is mostly for myself. It's very therapeutic for me, but I also want to extend the things that I learn on my journey with others. Living with bipolar and really walking this journey of life in general is much more difficult to do alone. But in this particular case, there was definitely something that I was supposed to learn. Over the last three months since I stopped posting, it has been quite the roller coaster. If you'd like to jump back to episode 31 and take a listen, I talked about the Lord catching you when you fall. Well, I think he was giving me a little heads up. It's time to practice what you preach. Lucky me. (laughs) To my credit, one of the reasons that I let the post go for a while was because I was starting to become more stressed and worried about it than I would have liked to have been. I was worried about staying on schedule. I would ask myself, was I getting the right message out? How can I market this so people who need it can get to it? And number one on my mind was, how do I find the right people to interview that will be willing to share their experiences with others in the hopes that it might lift and help them? Because I think that's so important when it comes to the trials of life that we endure. When we share what we've overcome, it can be someone else's survival guide. All of that was just weighing heavy on my mind, and I realized that I just needed to let it go for a minute and focus on my health. Stress, as you may recall from episode 6, Habits to Adopt for Good Mental Health, is a major catalyst in pushing someone with bipolar 2 toward a manic episode. So I have to be super careful about that. If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend going to check it out. As I mentioned in episode 31, I talked about trusting the Lord enough to let him catch you when you fall. But looking back, I may have been just a little slow on the uptake of that one. Things started happening that were signals that I was slowly progressing towards the manic side of the scale. One thing that most people might not know about bipolar is that when tiny little incidences occur, it is easy for them to go unnoticed. 
especially to the person who is experiencing them. It's quite common that they don't recognize these things in themselves, but hopefully they have a good support system or caretaker in place that will likely pick up on these things long before it becomes a problem. That's what happened in my case. Now, it's really important to note that when confronted by your caretaker, it may come as an unwelcome blow. I mean, <laughs> we already feel pretty broken and to have someone tell you that there are some cracks becoming visible can be really hard to take when you think you feel great. It may seem like they're trying to take that good feeling away from you. And some people become somewhat argumentative, depending upon their nature, of course. But it is in these times that you need to be so full of trust with your main caretaker, as well as with your savior. You have to have so much trust that he's got you in the palm of his hands, always. Having my caretaker, my amazing husband, intervene is where the lesson began for me. The rest of this podcast and the following three, which will be posted this week, were previously recorded the week that I didn't feel good about posting them. The episode after that will be my experience of looking back to what came after that to see where things started to become unbalanced. I will say that this episode may be a bit of a trigger for those of you who suffer with trauma. I think I did a pretty good job of maintaining composure enough to get the message across, but it was certainly a very down day for me, as you may pick up on. You might also think after listening to all four episodes that everything with me seemed fine, which for the most part it was. But after that last week, things began to deteriorate slowly, but steadily. And over the following few months, it was clear to my husband that something was wrong and it was time to intervene. I tell you this because to anyone else, including myself, I would have seemed completely normal and put together. But now being able to look back, I can see clearly the path that I was on. I don't want to go into too much detail here because I will get into that in episode 36. In that episode, I will be as real and as raw as I can about what bipolar and the progression toward a manic episode is really like. So stay tuned for that. With all that in mind, enjoy the next few episodes. Once they are finished, my posts will become a little more sporadic. One time a week to monthly or bi-monthly is my goal. Because I most definitely learned my lesson that self-care and my mental health must always be at the forefront of my mind. Okay. Here we go. Hi friends, welcome to Pointing Toward Hope. I am Wendy Bertinoli and this podcast is a daily dive into the gospel of Jesus Christ in bite-sized pieces meant to uplift and help us all meet life's many challenges and find the hope to keep going. I hope you enjoy your time here and share with family and friends. This is episode 32. I lay here in the dark and I think of you in a beautiful garden, exhausted from your work here on earth. As you kneel near the rock under the tree, I see you open your hands to the heavens and the words start to pour out of your mouth. It's as if he's right there, your father, knowing what has to come next. 
I begin to weep as I realize that the pain you must suffer is in some part due to me and my choices, to the decisions that I made, that I made a clear choice to create. The tears come freely now as I begin to understand that it is not just my choices, but my pain, my life, my illness, that you so clearly will experience in these moments of the most awful act anyone could ever endure. I am torn. On the one hand, I feel the utter disgust at the decisions, the choices I made that are causing you pain in this moment. Yet, on the other hand, I feel the most incredible feeling of love and peace, knowing that you love me enough to do this for me. Who am I? I'm not learned or important or worth the pain that you are suffering at my expense. I watch as you begin to cry. It's as if I can feel your tears on my open hands. They fall in great droplets of pain and empathy, and I am taken in great waves of grief. How could this happen? Why is this happening? Who would allow this to happen? And then I remember with great clarity that this, this was part of the plan, his plan to save us all. I hear the words ring in my ears that you speak aloud. Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. For a moment I am taken back to the fight, the fight for this plan to save us all, this eternal plan. And I remember it is in large part about our choices, something called agency. Some call it free agency, but it is not free. It comes at a cost, a cost you so freely gave. In the Book of Mormon, we read in Alma 7, 11 through 13, And he shall go forth, suffering pains and afflictions and temptations of every kind, and this, that the word might be fulfilled, which saith he will take upon him the pains and the sicknesses of his people. And he will take upon him death, that he may loose the bounds of death which bind his people. And he will take upon him their infirmities, that his bowels may be filled with mercy according to the flesh, that he may know, according to the flesh, how to succor his people according to their infirmities. Now the Spirit knoweth all things. Nevertheless, the Son of God suffereth according to the flesh, that he might take upon him the sins of his people, that he might blot out their transgressions according to the power of his deliverance. And now behold, this is the testimony which is in me. Indeed, Todd Christofferson's talk, Free Forever to Act for Themselves, he said, It is God's will that we be free men and women enabled to rise to our full potential both temporally and spiritually, that we be free from the humili that we be free from the humiliating limitations of poverty and the bondage of sin, that we enjoy self-respect and independence that we be prepared in all things to join him in his celestial kingdom. 
He goes on to say, I am under no illusion that this can be achieved by our own efforts alone without His very substantial and constant help. We know that it is by grace that we are saved after all we can do. And we do not need to achieve some minimum level of capacity or goodness before God will help. Divine aid can be ours every hour of every day, no matter where we are in the path of obedience. But I know that beyond desiring His help, we must exert ourselves, repent, and choose God for Him to be able to act in our lives consistent with justice and moral agency. My plea is simply to take responsibility and go to work so that there is something for God to help us with. I see Him there, bleeding and in pain, and I think of the many who suffer due to a choice they did not choose. For those that do, it's comforting to know that we have a Savior who lives, who loves us, and who suffered the unspeakable so that we can know joy again, no matter our circumstance. I turn away as the pain is too much to bear. And then I'm back in my bed, laying in the dark, and my pillow is wet with tears that I wept. And I realize that I do have a choice. In this moment of sadness and pain, I do have a choice because of you, my Savior, my brother, my Redeemer, my friend. And I silently thank you once again for allowing me to remember that I am not alone. That's it for today. See you all again tomorrow.